I grew up knowing very little about virtues, character, and attitude, and the role they play in the real world. So I have zero to very little idea how much character, attitude, and virtue contributes to success in the real world. For instance, I used to think that it's a sign of weakness to desire to be loved by someone. I mean, someone just wakes up and starts desiring to be loved by someone else. That, that's a sign of weakness. It shows that uh, some kind of a feeble being. And I also thought it's, it's pride to desire the respect of people. It's pride for you to wish that people will stand up at your presence. It is pride to wish that people will be so excited they are screaming at your presence. It will be pride for you to be so phenomenal that people are totally crazy when they see or when they meet you. I thought it's pride. But you know, with the process of time, I began to grow and I began to realize the truth about what I personally wanted. Now, I don't know what you want and I don't know how you live your life, but I, desired, I, 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 I discovered, I realized that deep within me, I want to be loved, okay? I, I don't want to be perfect. I don't think I can be perfect, but I want to be loved. I want people to love me, right? I want the girls to want me to, to desire me. I mean, it's such a great feeling when people walk up to you and they're like, I like you. I like your personality or something like that. It's always amazing. And then I want people to have positive experiences around me. I want to carry an aura that makes people to feel positive all around me. And then I wanted to be loved and respected in spite of my humanity, something you call weaknesses. So these are the things that I realized that deep within me I wanted. And so I told myself, I gotta change. I gotta take control of my life. It's my life you know, and I need to do something about it because the school can't teach me any of these and I don't think I could get that from the church either or the society. So it's now my responsibility to find a way to teach myself, to grow myself, to become the kind of person that I want to be. So then, in the process again, I realize that we've all been lied to about the true secret of power, attraction. And so there are so many theories and so many um, ideas about the true secret, okay? Be careful about our word. The true secret of power, of attraction, and of influence. And so I began to demystify these things and to figure out, okay, so what's the truth? What's the lie and what's the truth? And what I'm gonna be sharing with you in the first episode of Charisma is the first myth, the first out of the three myths that I'm gonna be sharing in the course of this particular webinar. So the first myth that I wanna share with you that's already killing your magical powers, that is already stopping you or hindering you from becoming the person that you wanna be, that powerful person, that well-respected person, that person that people admire that you wanna be. That particular myth, the number one, is what I'm gonna be sharing with you right now. So I suggest you take a cup of coffee or water and then sit down and let's have a conversation. You ready? All right. So the first myth is the myth of perfection, the myth of perfection. You know that idea 
that you have to get it all right to be a person of influence. So if you, for instance, you're a guy, you want to have a date or you want to have a girl, you're going, to need, you're going to need money. If you're a girl and you're going to have a guy, you're going to have certain areas of your life or your characters all worked out. You know, the idea, I'm trying to bring it down to a lower side of it right now, okay? Uh, the idea that you have to be a person of certain um, strong character that is perceived by the world around you, you know, have this level of dignity, integrity, honesty, have every part of your life well figured out, you don't get angry easily, uh, you don't get careless, you don't throw things around, you're always well dressed, always have your hair well cut, you know, everything is perfect, just think about perfection, whatever comes to your mind. That idea is what people thought, that once you have all of these, you are going to have power, attraction, and influence. But then I realized they were wrong right they were very wrong especially when it comes to influence attraction and power so there is this philosophy called the Pratt-Fall effect the Pratt-Fall effect the Pratt-Fall effect states that your likability will increase if you aren't perfect <laughs> now that's totally contrary to what many people are saying they are saying you have to be perfect for people to like you. But the Pratt-Fall effect, which is a psychological study, reveals that if you are not perfect, people actually love you more or like you more. And so here are some ex examples of that. Tripping and falling in front of your friend, whether it's a girl or a guy, will make them more likely to love you or like you instead of hating you. Now, the world other things doing that is going to make them to hate you because they're going to think you're a failure, you're, you're a dumb something, you know, say dumb ass. but then <laughs> they're, not, they're going to hate you. But the truth about it is that psychologically speaking, people like you if you make certain simple mistakes around them that shows your humanity. Now, number two, admitting your failures and faults to your friends will make them to see you and feel your humanity and like you and even much more respect you so people think if i admit my fault people are going to be thinking i have weakness the truth is in today's world especially because of the level of hypocriticism we see in our society today admitting your fault and admitting your failures actually makes you much more likable than ever now, you may not know this, but people connect with us at the point of our weakness more than they connect with us at the point of our strength. What that means is, when you tell people about your failure, for some very strange reasons, they turn to like you more, they turn to feel for you, they turn to claim to understand you and connect with you, right? That when you talk about your success and how strong you are and how successful you are and how handsome you are, nobody really cares about that. In the real sense okay now the question is why is it like that why is it that when I make mistakes people like me more why is there some logic behind it yeah of course here is why number one 99% of the world are imperfect and they hate anyone who seems perfect now you probably already know that 
that people are imperfect, including you, including myself, and we hate anyone who seems imperfect because we know they are not perfect, they just pretend it. So the moment we see someone who is just like us, you know, someone who shares uh, some kind of weakness, we tend to justify our own and we say, yeah, you know, it's, it's just life. But if we see someone that we can't quite point out something wrong with them, it, they scare us, right? They make us feel our emptiness and make us feel like, you know, there are some angels that fell from heaven. And so we don't want that. Number two, innocent mistakes such as falling while walking could be humorous and revealing about a person's true nature. If I don't know your mistakes or your flaws, how am I supposed to know your true nature? I mean, the point of having a true nature is that there's got to be a balance between strength and weaknesses, okay? So innocent mistakes, now take note of that, innocent mistakes, not all mistakes. Innocent mistakes such as falling while walking could be humorous, okay? And it could, it could actually reveal a lot about you, that for instance you're a careless person, or for instance you're a very picky person. All right? And it reveals all these things about you and these things are much more interesting than the fact that you've got everything well covered and many people don't know this. And so here's the third point, mistakes actually humble every one of us and we feel more connected with people when we are humbled. Now you probably already agree with me on that, that the more mistakes you make, the more you are humble. And this is why people in, in primary schools and secondary schools are often often have more pride than those in the university and when you are in the university you tend to have more pride than when you're doing your masters and you do your PhD why is it like that because the more you're growing the more you're having pride but the more you progress in life and you, you fail and you make mistakes you become humble and so you start changing your language you start understanding the dynamics of life and, and that gives you a broader perspective about how things work in life so you don't make hasty generalizations okay so the next point mistakes draw people closer to you and that's true perfection creates a distance now i would have said this sense of the the, the seeming the appearance of perfection creates distance because i know nobody's perfect actually and it also arouses suspicion Right? People are like, man, this guy seems so perfect for my liking. I, I don't know. I don't even know who he is. Do you know when people say they don't know you, they actually mean they don't know where you, where you actually fail. They don't know your weaknesses. They're not referring to you. Okay? They don't know your madness or your craze like I used to, <laughs> I used to call it. Alright? So mistakes actually draw people closer to you. Perfection scares them away from you. And perfection also creates jealousy and hatred. Have you noticed that? That the moment people feel like you've got everything covered in life, they, they become jealous and they hate you, right? They feel like, man, maybe this guy is more opportune, more privileged. Uh, maybe he has a parent or maybe he, he had some grace that is different from what we received. And that creates jealousy and that also creates hatred. I, I don't know if you're getting that. And so the last point that I'm going to make regarding this is your humanity, which is what many of you call weakness, makes people like you. Okay, this is very important. The more human you look and you appear, the more people like you. Your humanity is the story of how you screwed up. That's your humanity, the story of how you started, you were unable to fix the problems of your life and how you failed and where you failed 
they actually make people to connect more easily with you and people to love you. Now, if you're not, if you show people how you are not much better than them, they turn to they tend to loosen up a little and give you some freedom, which is what exactly you need to lead them. Because the moment you start showing people that you're better than them, they start doing comparison. And when people are doing comparison, they cease to, to, to give you the permission to lead them because they're trying to figure out why exactly should you be the one leading and not me, all right? And, and they feel like giving you the permission to lead them is actually them accepting the fact that you are better, that you are smarter, that you are all of that than them. And so when I come into a position of leadership, the first thing, the first foundation I establish in, in every organization that I've worked with over the years, okay, the first thing that I do is I try to make people to see that I am not better than them. Now, I might have more education, I might have more experience, I might have more exposure, but I am still as much human as they are and I still need their permission to be able to influence them and lead them. So the moment people come to that realization that this is not a competition, that I'm actually going to need their own sense to be able to lead them, you know, they, they, they loosen up and when they loosen up, they give you the permission without even knowing it to lead them and they become freer with you. So now you know exactly what is happening to them, how it is happening to them and how you can come in to bring in more influence to them. Now, I have to warn you about making intentional mistakes, okay? And I'm going to give you other examples that you take before I close for this particular session. I have to warn you that we are talking about simple life mistakes here. We're not saying go and make a fatal mistake, like try to cut off somebody's hand or try to fat on someone's face, and then you're trying to do that so that they'll like you. Come on, dude, that, that's too much. Right, we're talking about simple mistakes that sometimes, most times, you do without even knowing it because they are consistent with who you are, okay? They can be something simple. But mind you that in today's world, some of us who are master communication don't just wait for things that are consistent with us. Sometimes we walk into cultures and organizations where certain level of weaknesses are required and we create it. Okay, for instance, I might not be a heavy drinker, but if I am dealing with someone who is a heavy drinker, I might talk like them or share experiences of when I got drunk back in the days and the different things that we're going to laugh about it and they're going to tell me their own stories and they're going to feel like we're on the same place. Now, the second part of it is you might not be in the majority of the poor and broke. But sometimes when you have to bring these people, you have to lead them, you don't have to scare them with your high class of life. And so you try to make it feel like, hey, I'm not that far away from you guys. I mean, I am just like you guys, but we're going to move forward. So what happens is that they feel like you guys share a lot in common. And most of these things happen when you tell them stories of how you started and where you started and who you are and where you're heading to. So they feel, so they don't feel like maybe you fell from heaven, maybe you got a contract from Dangote or maybe you received a grant from the federal government. Sometimes you have to tell people your horses because it actually makes them feel like, oh my God, he's just like us. Just that maybe with time he has improved and that is the more reason we have to follow them. 
So let me bring this to our simple everyday life. So if you're a girl and the next time someone asks you out, they're expecting you to order for salad and all of those funny meals that ladies take. Now, do this instant. Order for a plate of, okay? Order for a plate of fufu and then instead of eating it with spoon, which is an insult to the African culture, <laughs> what you should do is you should get a, a, a basin or something, wash your hand and eat the fufu with your bare hand. Now many of you ladies think that you have to impress a guy and so you order for foods that you don't even know what they're all about and you don't even eat them at the end of the day you think it's class but we know it's not class maybe you're not familiar with eating such things now when you eat african dish instead of the one that everybody knows that you girls are going to order when we go to classic places you think we're gonna hate you but trust me more than 80 percent of the guys will not hate you because of that in fact they'll be impressed in fact you're leaving the mark in their mind so they meet their friends they're like oh man do you know what that girl did you won't believe this we walked into uh this hotel we just wanted to eat food do you know what she ordered for she ordered for a plate of fufu and not just that she ate it with her bare hands man that girl is so real can you imagine so making mistakes doesn't make you to lose your sense of attraction and making mistakes doesn't stop you from influencing people if you understand the power of what we call vulnerability you'll be able to create certain intentional small mistakes that actually makes people to come to your level of thought and loosen up for you and give you the permission to lead them but you have to do this intentionally Okay, you have to be intentional about this and this is not about revealing everything about you and this is not about bringing out all your madness. This is a matter of bringing out some parts of your life that the people, the audience, the party of the relationship you're walking into can connect with and make them feel like you and them are not far apart and you are as much human as you are a spiritual being. So this is where I stop for this particular episode. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the second myth and you don't want to miss that second myth because it's going to be very interesting. And so I want you to get ready to click the button to listen to the second myth. My name is Steven Michael aka Dr. Mickey and I am your number one public speaking coach. Bye for now.